This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, so one of the debates that we've been having over the last couple of weeks or so as uh, news uh, continues to, uh, to pour in here uh, regarding the uh, China spy balloon, uh, apparently the latest is is they're now saying they have uh, dredged up uh, from the sea floor. They have dredged up uh, kind of what they believe are like the main the main components of China spy balloon that was hovering over Billings, Montana here just uh, within the past couple of weeks. So the, uh, Catherine Herridge was reporting for Fox News that uh, that they I thought about grabbing the clip for you, but I, we can just summarize it for you real quick. They basically uh, dredged up what they believe is the main component uh, from the bottom of the ocean floor off the coast of Carolina. Uh, but but one of the one of the debates we've been having, and it's been fun hearing different opinions on this. Uh, several of our listeners have said, "Ah, this whole story—it's all one big distraction." They're they're getting us to focus on China's spy balloon, but they're distracting us from these other major news stories. And I guess my my response back to that is is oh, okay. So so the suggestion is. The Biden administration is covering up all of the their other incompetent, uh, you know, all the other stories of their incompetence. They're covering up their incompetence on all these other fronts by a bigger story highlighting how incompetent they are. Uh, that's why I don't think it's a distraction because this just shows you how incompetent the Biden administration is. So now whenever you talk about everything, and it shows also how they've lied to us. So now whenever you talk about all these other uh, issues with the Biden administration, I think more Americans now get it because they're like, oh, yeah, the China spy balloon shows how incompetent this administration is, shows how they will lie to us. Like they threw out the lie, oh, Trump didn't shoot down these balloons. He had the opportunity. No, he didn't. Give us a break. You guys are lying once again. And so we can't trust a word that's coming. But here's here's the other thing. I can't remember. It might have been Mary Todd uh, who who mentioned this point. Mary Todd, her, her son was basically all signs point to the fact that her son was killed, was murdered dare we say, assassinated by the communist Chinese because he was raising concerns about national security issues involving Chinese companies. When he was over uh, working in Singapore, uh, working on radar technology in particular, but I, I think she said this, that that not only is this uh, these news stories about the China spy balloon not a distraction, uh, it actually puts into clear focus the challenges that our country faces. But, but this is also, uh, you know, you always got to wonder what is the uh, what is the hidden blessing here? And I think w- what this spy balloon has done is woken up more Americans to the true threat of the communist Chinese. And 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 I, I think not only has it woken up more Americans, but I think it's also waking up uh, more uh, more of our friends all over the world. We could sit here and talk till we're blue in the face about the threat of communist China. And, and, and just like our folks inside of our State Department and inside of our embassies elsewhere uh, all over the world could, could, could talk to our friends and say, hey, look, I know you want, you're looking at doing a business deal with China. I know you're looking at allowing China to have a military base here. I know you're looking at allowing China to take over your telecommunications infrastructure. But here's why you shouldn't trust them. Well, now folks around the world have woken up a little bit too. I'll share one story that backs up that point right after this. 
Securing America. Americans have many questions about the flying objects shot down in North American airspace. Answers are slow in coming. Joint Chiefs of Staff Chair General Mark Milley said in Brussels, Belgium, of the suspected Chinese spy balloon downed early in February. Number one, we are recovering and uh, getting a lot of uh, stuff off that, but uh, two, three, and four not yet recovered. They're in very difficult terrain. Those last three, according to the general, were scrutinized before the first plane went to intercept. A kinetic threat or not, yes, no. Um, are they an intelligence threat? Are they a threat to civil aviation? General Milley said taking them down required precision, not just on the target, but in avoiding collateral damage. We determine what the debris field is likely to be uh, with one of these uh, platforms uh, landing on the Earth's surface or in the water. General Milley says, Invest in America and buy a great SUV from Denny Menholt Carmart 360 and Carmart360.com. See dealer for warranty details. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, so since we're, we are a Fox News radio affiliate here on 970 KBUL Billings and 1450 KMMS Bozeman, uh, inside baseball here, so we have access to, you know, an affiliate website. So all of the stories that Fox News Radio is covering and many of the stories that the Fox News Channel is covering on TV as well, uh, we're able to access those stories. We're able to access a lot of those audio clips. So, so one of the things I try to do each day in, in addition to you know, uh, uh, you know, sharing stories from our Montana contributors on our Montana Talks website, is kind of see what Fox News is is talking about, scanning their coverage and gl- grabbing uh, stories, grabbing sound bites, and. We, we don't oftentimes get to every single one of them, but you never know what we're going to talk about here on this show because we take your phone calls. So we never know what we're going to end up talking about. And, and you know, one conversation might lead to another. In fact, the phone lines are open right now if you want to call into the show, 406-294-0970. But this was one of the stories that caught my eye here earlier this morning because obviously whenever anything happens now in Montana, there's an airspace closure like the one over Haver. People are on people are on. People are on heightened alert, much like uh, now uh, our, our, our uh, government officials are on heightened alert anytime uh, the latest balloon goes up, right? Well, it's not just happening here in Montana. It's not just happening here in America. It's happening elsewhere across the, uh, the world as well. Uh, Jonathan Savage with Fox News Radio has a story about how mysterious objects in the sky over Eastern Europe are also causing an urgent response. Moldova closed its airspace. Romania scrambled military jets. Weather balloon-like objects prompting alarm in two neighbors of war-torn Ukraine. Romania says its radar detected the aircraft, but then its pilots failed to find them. Neither country expressing a theory as to where the objects came from. Moldova is already tense, with the president accusing Russia of a plot to overthrow its government. It banned soccer fans from Serbia from entering the country this week amid fears saboteurs were hiding among them. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. All right, so there you go. Everybody's got their eyes in the skies, and more people are now aware of the threat of the communist Chinese. You you might recall that when the China spy balloon was allowed to float all across the entire continental United States, that there was a second balloon uh, that was up as well, and it was uh, hovering over, I, I believe, didn't they have to apologize to Costa Rica? I was essential. I believe it was a Central American country, and and so so China basically just just showed all of Latin America that they're a threat to them as well. Now now again, 
our our diplomatic officials and others could talk uh, till they're blue in the face about the threat of the communist Chinese. How uh, hey, you can you can take their money, but but do you do you know what you're accepting when you go in in get in bed with the communist Chinese? We, we can sit here and talk till we're blue at the face about this threat of the communist Chinese. But uh, since the balloon went up, I think I think our our, our friends elsewhere also are now more aware of the threat that is the communist Chinese. I mean, in case in point, it's not just satellites and it's not just balloons and it's not just spying on people all over the world, whether it's through TikTok or or through owning uh, vast uh, networks of the telecommunications infrastructure in parts of Africa and elsewhere. It's it's the fact that that now uh, w- what did we report last week that China has now uh, surpassed the United States in the number of ICBM launchers. China has surpassed the United States in the number of intercontinental ballistic missile launchers. And if you haven't heard, North Korea is getting more belligerent of late as well. North Korea is kind of like uh, they're kind of like the uh, you know they're they're like. Uh, they're the guy that, that does the dirty work for the communist Chinese, right? You know, so that uh, China can can have uh, can have the communist Chinese or can have the, the North Korea do their dirty work for them, and then China can kind of say, "Oh, well, that's not us. That's that's uh, that's North Korea that's doing all this," uh, right? Which, uh, by the way, I, I, I don't even have a, a scheduled advertisement today for BD equipment, but if you need somebody to do the dirty work for you, you got some demolition work, get a hold of Billy BD at BD Equipment. Uh, they'll be at the Mate Show this weekend right next to the beer gardens, if you're wondering. Uh, just a heads up on that one. Back to North Korea. See, again, we never know what we're going to talk about. This story caught my eye here uh, this morning as well. Uh, communists going to do what communists going to do. This is a this is just kind of a oh brother a story, but it just shows you how pathetic these communists are. Not just how pathetic communists are, but 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 let's be honest. Big government types that want to dictate your everyday decision in your life. You know, like like the EPA under the Biden administration. Boy, the EPA administrator can't be bothered to go to East Palestine, Ohio, where an environmental disaster has occurred. But they'll come out to your farm or ranch and lecture you about waters of the U.S. so they can regulate your farm or ranch, right? Uh, so uh, communists going to do what communists going to do. Uh, this is a, a crazy story. So... This is at foxnews.com. So, you know, Kim Jong-un, a uh, little rocket man in North Korea. Did you know, like, there was this, there was this story where there, all, all this, apparently he had a daughter. Uh, and all of a sudden, this mysterious daughter of the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, started showing up. She's believed to be around 9 or 10 years old. So that was a story, God, I don't know, uh, maybe when this first got reported a year ago or so. And they were talking about how Kim Jong-un now has a, has a daughter. Well, get this. North Korean authorities reportedly are forcing residents in North Korea who share the same name as Kim Jong-un's daughter to change their identities to something else. 
The orders are part of the regime's effort to build mystique around Kim Jue, according to the South China Morning Post. So uh, the uh, communist uh, leader of North Korea is ordering people to change their... In-home appointments, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. Doug McAlpick, the new agriculture trade boss at the U.S. Trade Representative's office, says he's given Mexico until February 14th to explain the science behind the country's planned ban on GMO corn products. The response will help the agency decide the next steps to resolve the long-running disagreement over Mexico's biotechnology policies when it comes to agriculture. The next steps could include escalating the dispute settlement process under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. If it continues, the dispute threat to disrupt the billions of dollars worth of corn trade between the U.S. and Mexico. McAlpick says Mexico rejected 14 ag product traits that were submitted to them and they didn't provide any justification. Today's program is brought to you by the Montana Farmers Union. For more, visit the Montana Farmers Union online. In other news, the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago released its quarterly ag letter showing that the district saw a strong annual increase of 12% in farmland values during 2022. The Fed says although the result may seem like a letdown after an even larger increase in 2021, last year's annual gain was the second largest in the past 10 years, making it even more difficult for farmers and ranchers to expand or for first-generation producers to make a go of it in the countryside. I'm Lane Ortlund. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Anything and everything you want to talk about uh, here on this show, let's jump right into the phone lines. we got Tom in Bozeman first up here uh, this hour. Tom, great to hear from you. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, uh, Aaron, uh, I've got a little information for you here, and it, uh, it's a book report called uh, Cobalt Red. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, you know, not too familiar with it. I, I although it does it okay. does ring a bell. I, I I feel like I've I've heard it talked about somewhere. But yeah, anyway, what what stands okay. out to you? What's it about? Okay, yeah, the human price of cobalt, and everybody thinks that it's going to be a smooth transition for electric vehicles uh, in this country, or I guess in the world, and it's not going to be. And the problem is that the uh, cobalt or other minerals that are being used in the batteries for these uh, electric cars, and it uh, says that the uh, a mandate for a so-called clean energy uh, transition, read Cobalt Red. It will leave you almost as shaken as its author, Siddharth Kara, who braved lawless militia and state-backed soldiers in the Democratic Republic of Congo as he visited the fountainheads of the world's lithium battery supply chain. And it's, uh, it's actually got kids and women that are uh, uh, digging by hand, by hand, not by... Uh, uh, backhoe or anything like that in the uh, in these mines for these cobalt and these other materials that are used in the batteries here. It's going to be a real difficult transition uh, because of all the needs that we're going to uh, have for for cobalt and other materials. And uh, it's it's not a smooth transition because of the uh, uh, environmental damage that's being done and the damage to people in the Congo is uh, atrocious. 
And, yeah, no, and it's not talking about it much. It's interesting. Yeah, so so D Rock, um, um, you know, the De- Democratic Republic of the Congo has been really uh, th- through some turmoil in recent years. Uh, yeah. Basically, civil war recently, but but now this tracks. I saw a story where it wasn't the Catholic Church basically saying put out some statement trying to tell the Western world, hey, hands off of of D Rock, hands off the Congo, leave these people alone, something to that effect, and right. yeah. Basically, what you know to hear you describe it, and then I, I printed up this Wall Street Journal uh, article as well here, and then and so basically, cobalt. Th- this is from the book uh, description here. Cobalt red is the searing first ever expose of the immense toll taken on the people and environment of the Democratic Republic of the Congo by cobalt mining, as told through the testimonies of the Congolese people themselves. What what this sounds like to me is basically. For those who saw the movie Blood Diamond, I think it was a Leonardo DiCaprio oh, yeah. movie. This is the oh, blood. Yeah. Great movie. This is the Blood Diamond of the electric vehicle push. This is the Blood yeah, Diamond right. movie of the Green New Deal wackos. Got it. See, why, yeah. why would why would we do the mining in Montana for these types of materials or elsewhere here in America when they can just force a bunch of kids and women and children in Africa to dig these things out by hand where they don't have to well, worry yeah, about really the wages? Where, yeah, they don't have to worry about the wages. They don't have to worry about the labor. They don't have to worry about the environment whatsoever. So the same yeah, people who are foisting this Green New Deal garbage on Americans don't want Americans to profit off it. Instead, they're profiting off of little kids in the Congo. It's sickening. Got it. That's right. And uh, yes, and uh, the uh, people are not letting them know about it. So uh, they're, uh, the environmental degradation is really uh, bad over there. It's uh, really bad, a horrible thing. Plus the people's de- degradation, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I should see if we can get the the author of that book on the show here. Uh, yeah, because I'm yeah. not familiar with the book, I mean, but I'm familiar with at least the big picture of, of what is going on there. And yeah, no, you, so you, you had a great summary there. Anything else you want to tell folks uh, across the state, Tom? I uh, know that uh, electric vehicles aren't, isn't going to be an easy transition. I think it's going to be difficult, and it's not going to be uh, uh, not going to be fun. I think we're going to have some problems with electric vehicles, too, with their... Uh, uh, how 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 long the charge is going to last, and uh, other situations, and then the uh, uh, when the batteries uh, uh, need to be recycled, what are we going to do with them? Yeah, well, and then I I heard I saw there was another story on the Fox uh, website this morning from Jeff Manasso. Apparently, Ford F one fifty electric vehicles are having some troubles with the batteries. Uh, so okay. I, I didn't even snag that. Or maybe I did snag that story. I knew I should have though because I figured it would come up one way or another. Uh, I'll pull it up here uh, her, dur- during the next break. Tom and Bozeman, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening to fourteen fifty KMMS. All right, yeah, no, great phone. That's exactly why we we uh, we. We love uh, taking your phone calls and keeping the phone lines open because uh, not a topic we we thought we would cover today, but, man, that was uh, very insightful information. Uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, story, Cobalt Red Review, the human price of cobalt. I see Mark Mills uh, has a review here. He's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. Uh, and is a partner at Montrose Lane, an energy tech venture fund, and the author of The Cloud Revolution. He has now uh, uh, written a review of this book, so I'll, I'll try to read that uh, 
that review here uh, uh, during one of our breaks. Uh, see see if I, I can get some readouts for you here. All right, Fox News update, 60 seconds. And then if you got something you want to talk about, call in right now, 406-294-0970, and we'll get right to you here on Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk. News. I'm Lillian Wu. The president reshuffled his economic team. Federal Reserve Vice Chair Lael Brainerd and White House economist Jared Bernstein have been picked as President Biden's top economic advisors. Brainerd will replace Brian Deese as the director of the National Economic Council, while Bernstein has been nominated to replace Cecilia Rousey as the chief of the Council of Economic Advisors. Fox is Ryan Schmelz. The latest numbers in show Americans were shopping and spending to start the year with January retail sales up 3% from the month before. Street was only looking for a jump of 1.8%. So uh, this is a stronger number uh, than expected. Uh, but just want to point out these numbers are not adjusted for inflation. Year over year, 6.4%. Fox's Cheryl Cassoni, America's listening to Fox News. All right, yeah, let me uh, let me now uh, get to this Jeff Manasso report. So Ford Motor Company halting production and shipments of its electric F-150 Lightning pickup due to a potential battery issue. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can play this right off of our uh, Fox affiliate website for you. Hear the report from Jeff Manasso. Ford isn't giving any details of a possible battery issue that we're told is being investigated after a vehicle displayed a potential problem during Ford's pre-delivery inspection process. That the automaker is unaware of any incidents or issues associated with the potential issue. And that Ford dealers can continue to sell F-150 Lightning pickups already in inventory. No timeline on the production and delivery pause that's likely also to be closely watched by investors. Amid billions of dollars in investments, the issue also watched by potential customers over what's been high demand for the F-150 Lightning and models across the industry like it. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. All right, there you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, apparently some problems with the Ford F-150 Lightning uh, batteries uh, there. All right, uh, here's uh, just a quick glance at some of the headlines on our Montana Talks website right now. Actually, this is a here's a here's a fun one. So, uh, so, you know those uh, water cooler conversations that you might have at the office uh, with your colleagues and your coworkers. Well, this was one of the water cooler conversations. Uh, our digital editor uh, Rachel, she does such a great job for uh, for us and for our websites and for our apps and, uh, and getting us in all the latest uh, technology integrated in there, etc. Uh, but uh, she likes to go camping. She likes to go camping alone by herself, like car camping. So she was talking with our buddy. Paul Mushaven down the hall, and and he and she was telling him, yeah, you know, went out to Big Sky, just pulled off on an old logging road, and that's where I camped for the night. And Paul Mushaven, you know, being the uh, being the uh, the old farmer dad that he is, what in the world are you doing? Why are you camping alone? Don't you know how dangerous that is? Don't you know all the threats that are out there? Why would you do such a thing? And she's like, look, I got my trusty dog with me. I got my 357 revolver. I'm good, Paul. I got this. Uh, so anyway, kind of a good back and forth. Uh, you, you can read not only uh, Paul. Paul did a, a write-up where he, he, he warns this young lady not to camp alone. And then Rachel 
lethal response. Uh, she fires right back, mentioning her 357 revolver, uh, her faithful dog, and much more. Uh, so if you want to want to read uh, the back and forth from the two of them, it's uh, it's uh, it's really actually it's it's an interesting conversation too. It's uh, probably a conversation some of you have with your own kids uh and and your own daughters uh if they're if they're of age there so uh yeah check it out a letter from the girl who was in danger car camping in big sky by the way uh, you pretty much have to car camp to be able to afford to stay in big sky anymore anyway right uh i mean Car camping in Big Sky is almost considered glamping anymore with the uh, with the way the prices have gotten in Big Sky, uh, isn't it? From the latest on the China spy balloon coverage to the drag queens that showed up at the Montana legislature, Montana Talks is the show where we cover a lot of ground, even more than a China spy balloon some days. It's also the show where you get a chance to call in. You get a chance to be heard all across Montana and hear what others have to say. Montana Talks, we take you statewide every Monday through Friday right here from 9 to 10 a.m. Make sure you add our studio number to your speed dial, 2940970. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, so earlier in the six o'clock hour, I was uh, we were talking about Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, who just can't get the engine started. Uh, worse yet, he's killing the engine. He's uh, you know we're seeing all these problems in our transportation sector under Pete Buttigieg's watch. And as Greg Gutfeld said last night, you know he checks uh, a certain box. He checks a woke checks box, and that's why he's in Joe Biden's cabinet. But uh, as uh, Greg Gutfeld said last night, what about the competent checkbox? Can we just have somebody who checks the competent checkbox? And then the other point that Greg Gutfeld made was, you know, you know, here he is complaining about white construction workers. Well, Pete Buttigieg, you're a white guy. How about you give up your job and let's put a black guy in the job instead? We know he'll do better than your than a better job than you're doing. So let's go find a black guy to fill your job, and then you can stop complaining about the white construction workers. How about that? I thought it was spot on by Greg Gutfeld. If you missed it in the six o'clock hour, I'll I'll try to share that one again because it was a really. Uh, a great back and forth and proves once again why Greg Gutfeld is the new king of late night. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that uh, for you here in a few minutes. Oh, but uh, why I started talking about Pete Buttigieg. So, you know, he made these remarks. That what, what everybody's talking about is the fact that here is this major uh, transportation disaster, this major e- uh, environmental disaster in Ohio. And here's Pete Buttigieg uh, on Monday. Doesn't even mention it. Doesn't even mention it. But instead, he's talking about white construction workers. And and then anyway, I was when I was uh, reading into that story a little bit more earlier this morning, I noticed that he delivered those remarks at the National Association of Counties. So here he's got county commissioners from all across the country, and he's lecturing them about white construction workers. And so I, I was just thinking, man, I wonder what. Some of our Montana county commissioners had, you know, I wonder what their thoughts were, because I'll bet you there were some of them at this very meeting. 
And so, of course, one of the first guys I thought of is uh, Yellowstone County Commissioner John Osland. And yes, he just got back from that very NACO meeting. And he'll be with us uh, tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. Uh, first up, we got Dr. Dale Williams with Billings Last Diet back in the house. Dr. Williams, good to see you. Good morning, Aaron. So this was really cool. I uh, I did my monthly check-in. You know, I lost uh, I lost the weight four years ago. And how I've been keeping the weight off is I'll, I'll just check in. It's one 15-minute meeting yeah. once a month. So what, what we did is I went back to see Jen and... I wanted to pull the numbers because because after I lost the weight through Billings last diet, I kind of kept losing weight, yeah. right, and and really trimmed down. I mean, it looked like I was back in Iraq trimmed down uh, for a little while, but then I started putting some more muscle on. And so, but there's, in the back of your mind, though, you're thinking, I want to get back down to that number. I want to get back down to that number. But then I started thinking, well, wait a minute. Hopefully, maybe I just put on more muscle, and, and, and so I'm thinking that I need to keep driving that number down. When in reality, I might be good. So Jen pulled up the numbers from 2021 to now, and she said, she said, Aaron, your numbers are better now than they were in 2021. Yeah, your weight was lower then, but you've got five more pounds of muscle mass now. Per- percent body fat is everything. Yeah, she said my percent body fat was lower yes, now right. than it was back in 2020. So a lot of people are really stuck on the pounds. I want to lose pounds, I want to lose pounds, I want to lose pounds. Well, what you want to do is you want really, for health-wise, you want to lose fat. And so as you drop fat, your percent body fat will go down because it's how much fat is in the body. And so a way healthier measure is percent body fat than pounds. So if I had my way, we would take the whole scale thing and throw it away and and we would look at percent body fat to see how healthy you are. But to me, I I thought that was so insightful too because it shows how really you can be your greatest enemy Especially if you're trying to do it on your own, because you will you will think, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I'm screwing something up when you're not. So right now we've got we've got our uh, New Year's resolution dieters that are getting a little frustrated because they'll step on the scale and they'll say, I've been really good. Even with their if they're eating right, they'll be really good with their eating and they'll be working out, which they've been trying to lose weight. And they'll step on the scale and it'll go up three pounds. And they have no idea why. Well, it's it could be just three pounds of water. So the, the water retention is a huge difference. And so that's where, as you say, the education, you just don't know. You need to know how that body works and, and what happens physiologically. Yeah, and then they'll want to give up, and then they'll want to quit, yeah. and then they go into a downward spiral, and they're back where they started all over again. So it isn't worth anyway. I guess I'll just throw the towel in. Yeah, Yeah. when in reality, and I've even noticed this, it's like, okay, if you do your, your one cheat day where you eat mm-hmm. kind of whatever you want, and then you go get the, all those carbs and you, and, and you have that beverage or, or whatever – well, you think that you just put on 10 pounds over the weekend because you feel bloated, you look a little puffier. Well, that's what that's what those carbs and sugars do. They will they will give you that temporary puffiness. They will they will bloat your body. So, in reality, you didn't put on 10 pounds over that one weekend. Uh, it just may feel like it. So, Valentine's Day yesterday, uh, I had pasta. I haven't had pasta for a long time. I had a, a, a chicken pasta Alfredo dish. It was really, really good. But when I stepped on the scale this morning, I have gained 
pounds on the scale because the the pasta causes you to causes your insulin to spike, which causes you to retain fluid. So that's why you feel bloated after you eat a pasta meal or you have a bunch of carbs. So just case in point for last night's meal for me. Yeah, yeah. and and it also like you say causes you to maintain fluid. So then you have more water in your system as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. So then your numbers are going to spike significantly. Yeah. But to me, this this is just all of another reminder: is, is if you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to burn fat, but then keep it off and really have a new lifestyle. It just is so helpful to have a coach. Yeah. A lot of our listeners have already done your program. They know it works. They've benefited from it. They're, they're thinking about maybe doing a tune-up. Right now, you've started February is Heart Health Month, and you've started this new 12-week challenge, especially for those folks who already know about your program and know that it works. So we have a lot of your listeners that have uh, done the program and lost weight, and it's, it's phenomenal. Not all of them, however, have gone through all three phases of the program. So phase one is the weight loss phase. Phase two is the stabilization phase. Phase three is the, the maintenance phase. And so our invitation to everyone is do a 12-week challenge. Do one month of phase one. One, one month of phase two and one month of phase three. And that'll give you the education that you need for maintaining that weight for the rest of your life. And this is why uh, you've been so successful, Aaron, with, with your weight maintenance is because you've uh, put enough time in with us to learn how your body works and you, and you check in regularly. So an invitation, if you want to... Uh, um, Learn how to keep that weight off for the rest of your life and, and maintain a healthy lifestyle. Do the 12-week challenge. At the end of that 12-week challenge, you do the 12-week challenge, we've got a gift for you as well, some products for you. Well, and the other thing, too, is uh, I, is the way that they've adjusted the program here, even in more recent years, you're constantly, constantly changing, constantly looking at what works, what is – they're looking at a more balanced approach for that for that final phase. Yeah. Where because what some people will have the tendency to do is after they lose the weight, they're so scared of putting it back on that they'll try to eliminate carbs and sugar forever, and that's just unsustainable for that's a right. lot of folks. And in some ways, it starves your body of what it really needs to be healthy. And so, so this is a, a balanced approach that that allows you to to, to have uh, you know, more balance moving forward. And that's the importance of this phase. This. Uh, second phase of the program, phase two of the program. It's called your stabilization phase. And it's a scientific approach. It's different for everybody. So when you come in, we're going to run you through a scientific process of seeing how many carbs, how many proteins, how many fats do you need in order to maintain your weight and yet still still feel satisfied and full and not feel deprived so that you can develop a lifestyle, something that you can do for the rest of your life. You know, I've been traveling around a lot over the last month or so, a couple trips to Helena, Vegas for the shot show glendive and it's like you know good food at a lot of these restaurants but uh, but sometimes i just got to be like what does a brother got to do to get some vegetables around here yeah. <laughs> you always got there's a potato option which is great and and you get and and your meat which is awesome but but i'm like what's a brother got to do to get some vegetables and but what's interesting is i've noticed like even when you get the waffle fries mm-hmm. because of inflation i think right now yeah. the portions are a lot smaller yeah but for me i'm like uh, that's, that's actually good, good because yeah. I'm, I'm okay having a little bit of it I, I just don't want to eat the whole plate where there's if you fill the whole plate full of them you're tempted to eat the whole plate right you know that's something I wish I wish restaurants would do is um, give you an option of doing a mix of a side because if you look at the the serving size of a fries that's a that's a lot of french fries so if you wanted to try a few fries 
you might have fries and a vegetables. Can I have a half a half a serving of vegetables and half a serving of, of French fries? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a thought that I've had in the past. Yeah, it, it's it's funny though. Once you get on this new routine, where you start to crave those fresh vegetables yeah. in particular, little vegetables with some salt, maybe some garlic salt or something else, and it's amazing how good that tastes. And and I've, I've even been telling my my son he's lifting weights, and I'm like. You know, eat, eating right is, is going to be just as good for you as lifting weights. Yeah, and to help build that muscle, you have to eat right. That's right. Gotta When's your right next seminar? So free so seminars coming We have one today at noon and then tomorrow evening, uh, our 615 seminar. All right. Dr. Dale Williams, BillingsLastDiet.com or call 294-6751. Great to see you as always. Good to see you, Aaron. Thanks. All right. Back with your phone calls and more right after this. Fox News commentary. An estimated 26 million American workers had a Super Bowl sick Monday, while one state is considering making the day after the big game an actual holiday. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It all started with the brutal murder of a young married couple. Now, more than 40 years after the couple was found, investigators and forensic genealogists are cracking the case wide open to uncover a stunning second mystery. Where's the baby? I said, well, wait, he had a baby? We cross the country speaking with victims' families and those close to the case as we ask, what about Holly? I just want to know what happened. Available on foxnewspodcasts.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're a sports fan or just a fan of beer, wings, and commercials, chances are you partook in big game festivities on Super Bowl Sunday. But did you muster up the work ethic to go to work Monday? Well, an estimated 26 million Americans did not. And this Super Bowl sick out Monday we see year after year. So in response, one Tennessee state senator has proposed making the day after the big game a holiday instead. In order to finagle this, he's proposing an off-day swap with Columbus Day. Whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Are we really going to discard a day of historic significance to a piece football watchers who ate too many wings and crushed too many alcoholic beverages to attend work the next day? No, no, no. If you want Monday off, take it off. List with Amber.com. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Interesting. I just got a heads up here from Montana Governor Greg Gianforte uh, headed to Sydney, Montana. He's going to host a roundtable discussion in Sydney later tonight uh, with local leaders and members of the community. Uh, All this, of course, after American Crystal Sugar Company announced the closure of its Sydney Sugars uh, processing plant uh, coming up here in April. So uh, good to see the governor getting on the ground, talking with local folks about that very important uh, topic. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. If you got something you want to talk about. In the meantime, here's the latest uh, update from the Montana legislature. Uh, thanks to our friend Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation. Time now for a legislative update brought to you by the Montana Family Foundation. Here's President of the Montana Family Foundation and former Speaker Pro Tem, Montana House of Representatives, Jeff Laszlofi. In Monday's broadcast, we told you about House Bill 432, up for a hearing yesterday in the House Judiciary Committee. This bill is the most radical, all-encompassing pro-abortion bill ever to be introduced in the Montana legislature in the history of the state. 
During the broadcast, we encouraged people to come and testify, either in person or by video conference. After the alert, we sat back, hoping people would heed the call to action and make their voices heard. As the hearing began, we were pleasantly surprised. The hearing room was filled with far more people on our side than those who supported the bill. In the end, the numbers were fairly even because most of those in favor of this bad bill chose to testify online. It was also heartening to see people step up to the microphone from all over the state. Many were from Helena, but others came from as far away as Great Falls, Joliet, and the Bitterroot Valley. There was lots of gray hair, but also a large number of college-age students. In the end, lots of people testified online, and those testifying were compelling, articulate, and passionate. One of the most compelling testimonies came from Robin Sertel of the Abortion Survivors Network. The committee sat in rapt attention as she described the fact that she was born alive after three sailing abortion attempts, and she's not alone. The Abortion Survivors Network has over 10,000 members. Who would have known? And that's the point. Stories like Robin's are extremely compelling, but they must be told if they're to make a difference. I'm always amazed at how legislators pay close attention to regular citizens who take the time to testify, and that's important if we're to win at the end of the day. The same members of the lobbyist corps appear before the same committees day after day, year after year. It's important for us to be there, but we appear so often and become so familiar that those of us on opposing sides of an issue like abortion could probably give each other's testimony by heart. Committee chairmen also hold us to a stricter standard. We know the rules and we're expected not to waste the committee's time. In a hearing years ago, a committee chairman asked a lobbyist who should have known better a question that should have been answered with a simple yes or no. The lobbyist went on and on until the chairman finally interrupted him and said, Sir, when I ask you what time it is, I don't expect you to tell me how to build a clock. Everyone laughed and the point was well taken. Fortunately, that type of exchange would never take place between a committee member and a regular citizen. Committees absolutely love hearing from everyday citizens and they're very lenient with citizens unfamiliar with the rules. That said, there are some simple rules for effective testimony. Say and spell your name when you begin. Try to stay positive even on contentious bills. Never use anyone's name and don't attack members of the committee or those on the other side of the issue. Try to tell a good story, but be brief. Testimonies longer than two or three minutes will lose the committee's attention. Write out your testimony to help you stay on time and on point. You're already starting at an advantage because you're not a lobbyist, and following these few simple rules will increase your influence even more. Remember, right. when it comes to testimony, nothing is more effective than a regular citizen with a point well made. All right, great info there from Jeff Lasloff with the Montana Family Foundation. Thanks for that great update. Really, he is a great advocate for you in Helena. Uh, speaking of advocates, what if you need an advocate in the courtroom? What if you need an advocate to keep the insurance company off your back? What if you need an advocate to keep the collection calls off your back? Well, let me tell you, we have got uh, just the advocates for you. We have got Montana lawyers on the ground right here in Big Sky Country. They do free consultations. They won't get paid until they collect a settlement for you and win your case. They'll give you honest representation. I'm talking about the Montana advocates. Uh, they will fight for you. Uh, one of their lawyers, Wendy, she's a military spouse. She's a veteran spouse. She, she really wants to help our veterans as well. Uh, you can go to hold of Wendy uh, and her team. Go to MontanaAdvocates.com, MontanaAdvocates.com. Whether it's a car accident, whether it's medical malpractice, you name it, MontanaAdvocates.com. 
Hey, while I was out in Glendive, Montana for the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo, they had a whole row of Montana and North Dakota-made products. So I took some photographs of some of the Montana and Dakota-made products that I came across in Glendive. Uh, check out all the photos and more. Go to MontanaTalks.com. Uh, plus, an incredible story about love like justice lighting up Glendive, how they've now lit up the bridge over Glendive. Those stories and more, MontanaTalks.com. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and 